Yes, guys, it's the heart of a fighter show. I'm your coach, Coach Johan. Welcome back. It's good to be here with you guys. Today, we're going to talk about sports in general because it is football season. We'll touch on the competitor inside you, how to bring that out. What types of things are you doing in the gym to bring out your competitive side? Are you pushing your human potential, your physical potential to the best? Because this is the show where we talk about it. We talk about fitness, life, physicality, all these things on the Heart of a Fighter show. Twitter, guys. I'm on Twitter. Coach underscore underscore Johan. Get at me. Follow. Also on Instagram. I want to get this out of the way early. Follow me, Johan Underdog Trains, one word, on Instagram, guys. I want to throw this out here in a couple of weeks. You might see one show a week or so. That's because I'm going to work on getting some guests, some feedback. I like doing the articles with the computerized, digitized voice. I, I think it's pretty interesting. Gives a change of pace change of tenor for my own voice and gives us something to anchor the back end of the show with right you guys but i also want to get some experts that help anchor the knowledge based theses of these shows i want to give these shows some kind of girth and some lasting girth because again it is to help you guys not make mistakes in the gym that's why i started this show and i want hopefully to encourage you guys to do more by bringing in um, the words of other experts, right? Because I'm one expert, but I also want other people that may not agree with me or maybe have a different kind of uh, tangential relationship to what we're talking about to either corroborate or come from a different angle. That way we could get to the source of it because as you guys probably know by now, I think fitness is full of shit and... Um, it's important that we shovel our way through that steaming pile to get to some truths when we talk about human potential, right? And because it is the beginning of autumn, fall, I don't mean nothing but brown leaves falling to the ground, glistening with dew. Dew, dew drops on the grass in the morning, 70 degree California weather, compression pants come out for men and women alike, that's autumn, that's the beginning of fall, it also means here in the states, football, you can't have, you can't spell fall without all, and you can't spell football without all. Or fall, I guess, for that matter. <laughs> you can't spell football without it. And that's why the season's here. No better example. You Now, you guys might have a special relationship with football. And when I was a kid and I started playing football, I found out I was pretty good at it. And, you know, I remember scoring my first touchdown. It was a long run. And I do remember how excited my mom got. My mom got extremely excited. And... To bring you guys to speed, I was raised um, here in California, but my entire family, going back generations, was raised in Jamaica. And they don't fucking care about American football out there. To, I mean, 
you know, I have listeners. You guys are from other parts of the, the, the globe, and you guys probably don't give two shits about American football. Football to you means you actually manipulate the 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 ball with your feet as opposed to American football and Canadian football, right? But football out here, I remember going back to my story is I remember how excited my mom got having very little exposure or interest in American football. She got super excited and for a while she was a fan of a football. She was watching football on the weekends. She got into it for a while. And it makes me think this is such an American cultural identity that motherfuckers get excited. And it's almost a holiday on the first day of NFL seasons. Because the first day of the NFL season is already like the second week of the college season. And the college season used to be, the college game used to be much bigger. Back in the, um, I guess, 50, 60 years ago, I think before the third Super Bowl, right? In like the 1970, college football was where it was at. This is an era of boxing, of horse racing, of sports that are much more favorable to uh, um, maybe unilateral, maybe not team sports, right? This is an era where college football thrives. And the NFL since then has become a cultural mainstay here in the States. So much so that the first day of the season, like I just mentioned, can almost be akin to a holiday. Which is pretty fucking amazing to think about. I know how excited I got when the football season started. I heard about people wearing jerseys at the house. Even though you know their team didn't win that day or whatever. Because it's straight up just football season. And I... And I personally love it as much as I love individual sports and as much as I can scoff at how important just the silly game is to our culture and our cultural identity um, such that one in every sixth people out here will watch the Super Bowl right 30 to 40 million people are going to watch the Super Bowl this year most of them don't give two shits about football itself it is so interwoven into our culture that I find myself mocking it sometimes and being like how good can you be at one thing and then the whole world just loves you for it and I get excited when fucking football comes out I played football for a long time and to me it is the penultimate example of you of exacting human potential right and that's because football players for a period in their lives push themselves to the absolute limit physically and yes you have to be bigger than normal sized humans to even get on the field at the professional and high end senior junior college level right but you also but if you are kind of the size of a normal human being that's to say you're 510 and 180 pounds right or less than that you still can probably play pro football in the world somewhere. Yes. But what you're tasked to do as a running back, as a strong safety, is push your body as hard as you can for three seconds, ten seconds, maybe for 40 seconds all out. And so it puts some tension on the meaning of human potential in my eyes. And that's why I love it so fucking much. Right? 
a lot of sports do this. They put impact on what it is to be a human competitor. Which brings me to this. How hard are you guys pushing yourselves to reach your peak potential physically? Right? Now, maybe what you're doing doesn't require you to spear another human being in the chest with a helmet and pads. But we have to push ourselves to a point in order to get better, to feel better. To feel like we are growing. And if that means you're in the gym twice a day, but only for 40 minutes each time or even 30 minutes to get a double day, are you doing that? Are you learning new techniques? Are you trying new sports? What do you guys do to kind of push your physical potential to its upper limit, right? So that you grow. It is, guys, important for you to grow physically. In the same vein, it's important for you to grow interpersonally, spiritually, as a person. There are many a benchmark or milestones in life where we are able to take a look back and mark it. Say, yeah, we grew. I grew. I got better. I got better at being a friend, a son, a neighbor, maybe, a community member, because you made it through a harrowing, a trial, which is why, for me, we should task ourselves with doing similar things physically, and in and opposing means where maybe, you know, um, you got a sibling that calls on you to t- help take care of the kids because someone's away or in the hospital or whatever. You come in and you're a good, you know, caretaker for a while and you feel like you grew closer to your nieces and nephews. That's just an example. That's kind of a chance happening. But competition, guys, and physical feats are something that you can task yourself with you could challenge yourself i'll say it all day and tomorrow you have to search for competition your body craves it it's in your dna guys believe it or not hey you might look like the most physically aesthetically i guess your phenotype might be of the most unathletic milk toast person on the planet doesn't matter the way you look right It's within your genome to task yourself physically in some manner. Which is why when I get guys who sit behind a desk for a majority of their day coming in wanting to learn Muay Thai or kickboxing, I am all too happy to teach them, right? Man, woman, tall, small, slightly athletic, cigarette smoker, fucking vegan it doesn't matter when folks come to me and they want to learn to do what i feel like is the hardest not only sport but discipline there is all around i mean mma is probably a little bit harder right because you have to do two or three things um 
But when these folks come to me and they want to learn what I consider the hardest combat sports, the hardest shit in the world to learn physically, I'm all in. Because this is the way that these folks are searching for competition. And I've had mothers of three come at me wanting to get into the ring with with gloves, lace-up gloves, ready to work. I've had, because we're here in the Bay Area, right, in the South Bay, the heart of the Silicon Valley, right, and this, all that. I've had folks come in that are like straight up engineers and they spend most of their day working on tech shit, you know, burning out their corneas trying to do that. It doesn't matter. We're out here looking to increase our human potential. That's why we're here. That's why hopefully you guys listen to the show, right? It's why you want your coach, Johan, me, to help you guys Stay off the radar of gym fuckery. Because you're hoping to push yourself physically. And what do you do to do that? For my mom, personally, I know this, of course, you know. She she runs her marathons, her half marathons at 60. Something that she started when she was fucking 50. She started running half marathons. Yeah, she was a good runner before that. And I think in her late maybe even 40s, but her first marathon was at 50, and she's still going fairly strong. I have trainees that go cycling. They do long road trips on the bike, you know, well, semi-long, a few miles, right? Maybe eight, maybe maybe they spend, uh, what, maybe they're doing eight to ten miles on a bike. No small task at all. But these are things that we need to push ourselves physically, right? And so when I watch football, I see, of course, fighting is that too, right? But what I see in football when I watch it, to bring it back, is I see the example of what it's like to push yourself physically to the max and mentally and discipline-wise, eh, Okay, what is it like for you fit chicks out there? What do you, what satisfaction do you guys, where do you find pushing yourself to the max is, right? Because here I am watching the U.S. Open last week, and I'm watching Serena Williams take on a much younger, adept tennis player, and they're going at it, head-to-head, head-up, Cranking forehands back at each other, playing that baseline. You know, one minute it's a power game, the next it's a strategy. It's a finesse. It's a dance. It's a finesse. You know, and then, you know, we see the greatest female tennis player ever get incredibly mad, right? And it's interesting. You're watching Serena Williams get incredibly angry at the referee for receiving coaching, whether she did it inadvertently or not, she received coaching from her coach who was coaching. And she turns her ire towards the referee who she feels implied that she was cheating. And that's not even so much the issue. The issue that I saw when I'm watching it with my own eyes is I'm watching a dominant black tennis player Something that when I was a kid, I never thought I'd fucking say. Like, what kind of sentence is that? This sentence doesn't exist when... (laughs) All time, until now, by the way. 
I'm watching a dominant female tennis player who's black lose her fucking temper in the midst of pushing herself to the absolute physical limit. And I can only watch and take note of what I'm watching. I'm watching a 36-year-old potentially get beat by someone who not only looks up to her, but on that day is outsmarting her and is outplaying her physically. I'm watching a woman who's a new mother. And not only is she a new mother, she came out and admitted that she had postpartum depression, which, by the way, guys, postpartum depression is a motherfucker as I understand it. Never ever will I experience it clearly. I lack the necessary anatomical and physiological tools. This postpartum thing, women can experience this for a long time, not just immediately after the baby is born, but for a long fucking time. She comes out and admits that she has this, gets criticized for not being a winner as soon as she has her baby. By the way, was gestating when she won the Australian Open. All of these stressors, and I'm watching... Her on the U.S. Open, which is a notoriously, uh, notoriously a, uh, a um, troubled kind of tournament for her. Anyways, she has a history of of trouble. This is all coming to a head in this moment where she feels where she was caught. She was caught doing something, and she gets pissed. And here's the thing, she. Is allowed to get as pissed as she wants to. As much parsing as if people want to do and overanalyzing about whether or not this is an angry black woman getting mad for something that she feels unjustly. It doesn't matter. The champion of tennis, the greatest tennis player ever, gets to get as pissed as she wants. And for people trying to say that if if a male tennis player would have gotten mad... Uh, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, it sounds like it's total bullshit. Probably the same thing would have happened. And she should have gotten penalized as she did. But I'd like to flip this issue just a little bit real fast if I might. In the vein and the name of someone pushing themselves to the absolute limit. These things happen. And in pushing yourself to the absolute limit. Especially if we're as dominant as Serena. Under as much a quarter of the scrutiny that she is, an eighth, a percentage, she, and in many cases, people who are dominant, women, can get as mad as they fucking want because they're allowed to express themselves in any way. And I would even argue that women, specifically women, specifically women who are tasked with carrying traditions, who are dominating in their field, are ultimately tasked with redefining what is expression in the workplace, right, where there are men at times, women are tasked with redefining what it looks like, this construct of expressing derision and anger, right, women are tasked, dominant women are tasked with being boss bitches, you guys are tasked with being the... Progenitors of what it looks like to express your feelings 
And it shouldn't be for anyone else to say, you're doing way too fucking much. Calm down. Right? Because whoever said that expressing yourself too much was never in your circumstances, as is displayed with Serena Williams. So guys, in thinking about pushing yourself to the limit and sometimes letting those emotions spill out when they have to, let me know what you guys are doing, right? Are you out here benching your body weight plus 0.1, the standard? Are you guys getting better at your deadlifts? Are you running a little bit farther than you should have? Right? Are you getting are you staying on the treadmill the same fucking mileage every single day? Four miles, four miles, four miles. Good, I got my twelve in. What happened to getting to thirteen? Are you pushing yourself? I know for one thing, guys. My trainees, I love to snap them out of whatever type of rigmarole that they're going through. If I notice that we're hitting the same goals, and yeah, those goals might be high. We're hitting the same shit. I got to switch it up on them. Not just me, but a lot of great coaches out there do the same thing, right? Notice that if your coaches aren't pushing you to do 13.3 miles when you did 13 last week, it's time to start wondering how much coaching you even need. Start to wonder if you're doing the same thing and yeah, you're achieving, but there's different, hey, plateaus come at different heights, guys. There's the same shit. Plateaus could be buttes. They could be mesas. Plateau's a plateau. It could be high. The point is for you guys to get better at whatever it is you're doing. And so pushing yourself to that limit is how you get there. And it doesn't have to be tomorrow. But we always want to be a little bit better maybe than we were uh, last Tuesday, last Monday. Right, guys? One thing that will keep you motivated is checking out CoachJohanCSCS.com, guys. There I give out videos. I give out tips on fitness. I do it as an instructional, as a how-to and a tutorial. Check it out. Go in. Sign up on the actual website. Be part of the members list so you can get more updates on new fitness things. Contribute. Ask me what else you would like to see a video on. Guys, I got all this damn experience. I want to use it. I want to use it to help you guys get better at what you do. Guys, I want to finish up with a little article about a man who is pushing himself to the next level. In the world of marathon running, here we go. Once again, redefined what humans are capable of. A new world marathon record almost defies description. A legendary Kenyan marathoner has once again redefined what humans are capable of. We were packed into our corrals on the Benjamin Franklin Parkway on Sunday morning, waiting to start the rock and roll Philadelphia half marathon. When the announcement came, Iliad Kipchoge of Kenya had just set a new world marathon record across the world in Berlin. One of the thrills for me of running in Philadelphia and the other big half marathons and marathons is just being in the same race with world-class runners like Kipchoge, even though I usually only catch a glimpse of them at the start. Somewhere he'd shattered the old one by a minute and 18 seconds, running the fast Berlin course in 2 hours 1 minute and 39 seconds. 
Consider what that means, the 33-year-old Kipchoge, who is 5 foot 6 and weighs 115 pounds, had run 26 straight, blazingly fast, 4 minute and 38 second miles. Wow. I've always said, the Ironman triathlon a 2.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike ride, and a 26.2 mile run is an incredible feat in its own right. And it's no longer enough. Competitors now do doubles, even a quintuple five Ironmans in five days. And how fast do you think a human being can run the 135 mile Badwater Ultra Marathon, which starts below sea level in California's Death Valley in mid-July, where temperatures can top 130 degrees, and ends at a chilly 8,360 feet on Mount Whitney. Pete Kostelnik did it in just under 22 hours in 2016. Yeah. How about that for pushing yourself to the limits? And guys, I'm not sitting here saying you should think about doing an ultra marathon unless you kind of work your way up. There are fucking levels to this pushing yourself shit. And you're not going to start running no ultra marathons unless you got that background, right? That pedigree that says you can run a half in so many hours, etc., etc., and you love pain. But find what makes your body tick. Find what gets your blood flowing. And when I personally think about the ultra marathoners, nobody knew about these things not that long ago, right? And so someone sat there and said, hey, I just ran a marathon. I could probably do another one. And they just signed up for another one the next day. And then that person said, hey, you know what? Since I did 47 miles in two days, maybe I could just do 101 session. And then you got the ultra marathons. And now, as I recall, they're trying to get up to 200 miles. Which is the distance from here to fucking Fresno, California. It's the different distance from like Miami to like one of the keys or two of the keys or something. Yo, I mean, good for you if you're doing that. But even that was a progression, right? Someone once upon a time decided to run as long as they could. And then they said that wasn't enough all the way up to some insane amount of time, you know, a hundred and. 3,550 miles. Suddenly that seems only quasi-insane because people are doing it. Whatever your goal is, make sure that it is achievable. But then when you get there, you're going to start wanting to set other goals for yourself. That mean that just means you fucking did it right. When you start setting higher, harder goals for yourself that are semi-wild, guys, that just means you did it right. Keep fucking going. Alright, I'd like to thank you guys for listening in Heart of a Fighter Show. I'll see you soon. Cool.